we can just acknowledge that there is a release that needs to be had. And the more you move that energy, the more you're bringing new energy in. So the more money you're circulating and you're flowing and it's a circulation, just like you said in one of our conversations, like it's not going anywhere. You're not spending money because the money that makes it sound like it's gone. It's always coming back to you. It's always circulating. So if you're vibrating super high frequency, like best day ever, yeah. that's fine. The next day can be worst day ever. And you can still come right back around to best day ever. It's all a cycle. And there's no end all be all. Your frequency is unlimited. Hello, everybody. If you're joining us, we're on the Dreamsbo show. This is my podcast. This is all about big dreams and your inspo. And this series that I'm doing is some interviews or basically chats with people that I see, especially in my field, my clients, my colleagues in my field that are manifesting big dreams and in the manifestation of big dreams. And we're going to go into all the cracks and the crevices and you can access it on my podcast, The Dreams for Show. So subscribe to it. If you go to janakingsford.com forward slash podcast, you can subscribe to all of the emails so you know what's happening and when and where. And today we got Kiara Jones from the figure seven, my mastermind. I'm so excited to have you here today. I'm excited. This is so good. Oh, I'm so happy. We've got so much to talk about. I feel like let's dive straight in. I have recently just watched you do something so incredible. And I feel like it's so good for the entire internet to hear of what it's like to hold the energy and hold the frequency of a launch and especially for a mastermind. And I've just watched you do that in some of the most like in the high levelest way that I think that I've ever seen done before of holding the frequency, holding the energy. Because like what I say is Launching a mastermind ain't no easy thing. It's not the easiest thing in the world. So I would love you to riff on that for a little bit, like what's the experience been for you and how you're feeling now about it and anything that you want to share with us around that. I would love to hear your riff on it. Well, it was kind of an accident. I wasn't planning on launching another mastermind. I had a low-level mastermind, like low touch going on. And all of a sudden I was like, yeah, I'm going to launch this like 10-week mastermind. It'll be easy. No big deal. Here, I've got a pretty banner created. Let's do it. There's this cool name, Proximity. And you're like, I love it. And I was like, okay. And this was in September. And I went into it with just, I guess, a naive curiosity of like, this is going to be so easy. I just had my best month ever in August. Like, let's just enroll a bunch of people again. And it shook me to my core. I think I had so many just like hardcore breakdowns of, I don't know what I'm doing. What's going to happen? Where's the money going to come from? Where are these clients? And seeing it now from the other side of it being almost fully sold out. I have one spot left when we start on Tuesday that everything happened exactly how it needed to. But in the middle of it, I thought I was drowning. And I questioned everything. I questioned my ability, my business, my relationship with money, which is what I teach on and like is what I do. And it just cracked me to my core and like stripped me wide open and was like, you're going to get really, really honest with yourself of is this your life's work or you're just doing this because it's fun. Mm -hmm. And this is my life's work, obviously, because here it is fully booked out. We start on Tuesday. But it has been a ride. 
Oh my gosh. What do you feel like is, let's go with number one. There might be like three. I'm sure there's 50 million lessons that you learn, but like, what's the biggest one like right now in this moment that's standing out to you? Like the biggest lesson from this launch of a mastermind. And I feel like everybody can so relate to that. We're like, whoa, I'm launching this thing and yay, buy now and click here and it's amazing. And then you're riffing on it and you're doing stories on it and you're doing posts on it and you're doing lives on it. But in the back end, as mentors, we get to see what goes on the back end of holding the energy, which is such a big thing, holding the energy for that launch and to be able to hold it to your highest vision of like where you know it's going to go. With a mastermind, it's not 30, 50, 100 people signing up. It's holding that energy for big gaps in between. So you have done it exquisitely. It's such a joy to mentor somebody in that because you know like what the real ones are going to hold on and the others will just fall off the field. So what's the biggest lesson that's really vibing and resonating with yourselves right now? Oh, thank you for that. It's not over until it's over because... I launched it in September and I didn't have a start date until November 1st. And then I pushed it back to November 15th to give myself the chance to catch up with my own energy of like, no, you are committed to this. And just recognizing that if you're giving it a start date, because it wasn't a rolling mastermind yet, like they have until that day to sign up. I can't force anybody to sign up during pre-sale. Even Mm -hmm. though I knew like you could save money and like, yeah, get all the bonuses. They don't have to. They could wait until the last minute on Monday night before we start on Tuesday. And that is not up to me. But perfectionist like organizer wanting to figure it all out was like, why are they not signing up? And you're like, well, when did you launch it last week? What have you done for it? Well, I've posted about it. Like, you're not launching it yet. That's you've only PS'd it for like a week. And I'm like, yeah, but I have a graph. <laughs> like I have a banner here. Okay. I, I've been talking about it nonstop mm. for a week. And you're like, um, we have to give it time. We have to give it time. So the biggest lesson is it's not over until it's over. If you've given it a start date, that's when you can breathe and be like, okay, now it's over. Now you can count your numbers. But until then, anything can happen. Mm, it's not even looking at it on the way. I love that. I'm just laughing because I'm like looking back at that when I say it, it's fine. Now it sounds funny. It's not funny in that moment. I'm just like, well, you're not launching. It's a week. You've just Mm -hmm. PS'd it. You're like, but I have a banner. And I'm like, yeah, that's like, I love that ability to like be full real and just be like, uh, Mm -hmm. it's not, that's not a launch. It's like a full immersion. And it's so true to like, the start date's the start date, but we're like one weekend and it's like, oh my God, this launch is a flop. It's a fail. Most of my best launches have been really slow burners at the start, like actually super slow at the start. So from that, what do you feel like is the best, like that held you in the energy the whole time, as well as obviously like it's not over till it's over, but what was like the specific things that you were doing kind of like on a daily basis to get yourself into the energy to like show up for this mastermind launch? because we all know how tricky they are and how tricky it is to get into the energy. So what were you actually specifically like doing? I feel like everyone's going to love that. Dollar Diaries, because we started that. So every I was totally immersed in everything that you had going on and showing up in our Mm -hmm. mastermind and letting myself receive the support saying, okay, I have this great idea. I'm feeling really high vibe. Like let's celebrate. And then coming back week after week saying, okay, It doesn't feel like it's working. It doesn't feel like it's working. Like, help me transmute this. Help me shift this. Letting myself be supported. And that was a big thing that I went through 
in September, October was realizing that I struggled with this independence wound of being afraid to ask for help, whether it be in my personal life, like from my partner or people helping to watch the baby or asking in the mastermind to support me instead of just celebrating me because for the last four months I'd been in, it was just best month ever, best month ever. I just had my highest sale. And then it was like, okay, but here's everything else. So that's powerful. Yeah. Just really allowing myself to be supported and recognizing that it's okay to ask for help because I probably would have gone on another 10 years with doing everything myself, getting burnt out and being like, no, I'm a strong, independent woman. I can do this myself. Well, no, you're growing at rapid speed. It's probably time to enhance our team and utilize the support you're paying for. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this is huge. I actually feel like I do this myself. And I think that's one of the things that we were talking about. I was like, when you've broken through, I feel like we all have this thing that we've got almost like a pressure on ourselves. Like once we've broken through, we it's absolute. I must be broken through and I can't come in the next day and be like, oh my God. But whereas mm-hmm. it's like, we actually get to be like realign, 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 which looks like up and down. It looks like up and down from one day. You're like, oh my God, I'm breaking through. I've got a celebration. And then the next day it's like, oh my gosh, it's never going to work. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm fully doubting what I'm doing. And I feel like that was such a big thing that you really did rise to the occasion because I know that it wasn't natural for you to be like showing up in the good bits and also showing up in the hard bits. And you were consistent, like coming in every single day. And we can really see this storyline. And it's so valuable for us, for you, for everyone to see that ability to, I'm celebrating And then the next day not be celebrated and actually completely doubting. And then the next day doubting again, and then getting a big breakthrough, maybe on a session or something, and then coming in the next day. And I feel like for you, it was just like that independence vibe of like, well, I've broken through. Why am I feeling like this? And I feel like I love that you shared that. It's It was this consistent, constant coming back to it and rising to the occasion and allowing yourself to be on that roller coaster. That's why I always say for figure seven, it's ride together, rise together. It's like going to be like that if we're truly coming in in all of it. And it's so valuable for us to look back on. And it's so valuable for ourselves, like to look back on that ability to come in as vulnerable as it is. It gives us like the whole story, right? Oh yeah. And that was the thing is like my big vision, I had to shift into why am I even doing this? It's not just to fill a mastermind. I wasn't trying to prove to myself, hey, you can fill a mastermind. It was like, what is the impact that you are going to have on these people? Like all of these, it's boudoir photographers coming in here. How are you going to change their lives? Like what's the point of even doing this if it's not going to help others? So I had to ground really deep into that. And once I shifted from the registrations aren't coming in yet, to here's how I'm going to serve them. And here's how I'm going to ask for help myself and receive support on my end. I'm actually helping the community as a whole, because if I'm supported, I can show up better and I can mentor them through what I've been through. So it everything was divine and lots of lessons learned that I'm already implementing to my own clients right now. Mm, 100%. I feel like when we go through and we almost like document it kind of in true dollar diary style, it was, we document it and we figure out all of the things where we shift. I love, I specifically loved that free situation that you did on the internet. Uh, tell us about that thing. So 
I feel like when we don't feel like a launch is going very well, our first thing is just like, okay, let's go lick our wounds and go and launch something else and do something completely different because that's going to like our ego is not going to take a hit then. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. instead you were just like, let's turn this up. And you did like a free situation. Can you tell us about that thing that you did and how that felt, the lead up to it, all the vibe? I specifically remember in Voxer, you said, okay, well, are you over it? Do you want to just switch to something else or are we doing this? And I said, no, we're doing this. It starts November 15th. Like I'm not backing down from this. And you were like, okay, what are you going to do? So then this trifecta was created. It was the best month ever trifecta. It was a free three-day program on my front lines, on my Facebook page, because I had the revelation that every one of my private clients that I've had this year, everyone has achieved their best month ever while working with me in their long-term mentorship. And I was like, I did this. I helped them create this. So basically I reverse engineered what steps I took to help lead them into their best month ever. And then I taught anybody who registered the three main nuggets and the three shifts that we did together on the front lines. It was the best month ever trifecta. It was three days of complete honesty with the people showing up. We got super vulnerable with our money relationships. We got super vulnerable in how we're showing up in our content and who we're holding back from. And then just our big visions of where are we going from here and why are we even doing this? And it was such a beautiful mix. I'm still vibrating off of it. It was a couple weeks ago now. I love it. it. Those things, I feel like that I love them because they can like basically live on. Okay. Let's vibe with that. Okay. So now how's it feeling? Now you've basically got a booked out mastermind. How do you feel like on the back end of this? Amazing. I feel so excited. I'm ready for Tuesday. All of these new ideas and downloads and the participants are already messaging me and they're like, I can't wait to start. And I'm like, I know I can't wait to start. I'm so excited. And I just feel so secure in myself and in my leadership of, wow, you really had to go through this. So they know how to go through this. Like I felt like I went first so they can follow because these are lessons that needed to be had. And apparently I signed up to go through all of the hills and valleys and high and low moments to help guide them through there. So I am just really excited now. I feel so secure. I love that. It's like, there's nothing else like an experience like this to actually solidify it in yourself. If you make it to the other end, if you don't make it, then you don't really solidify it, do you? When you were saying about the why, what did you come to the conclusion of? Like what got you over that? Like even not even just in this course, but like sometimes these launches make us question everything, right? And then obviously we have these big turnarounds because we stayed with it. We stayed in the energy. We rose to the occasion again and again and again and again and again. And you were saying like, am I just doing this for fun? So what became like the reason that you wanted to continue and that like basically it sounds like you were grasping to once you like got Uh, that realization? I keep seeing, and maybe you've seen it, there's a meme going around Facebook right now and it's like, the entrepreneur life of, you know, a thousand dollars one day and zero dollars for the next four weeks. And people are just like, yeah, it's a rough life. It's a roller coaster, like the burnout. We never know when we're getting paid. And I just kept sitting there like, it doesn't have to be like that. That, Mm -hmm. That's not how it is. 
you can be comfortable in the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship. Like we are not robots that are operating at full capacity all of the time. We're humans. We're supposed to rest. We're supposed to ebb and flow. And I realized that if I could just help them shift this mentality of it doesn't have to be this starving artist burnout because a lot of my clients are photographers and they feel like they have to work themselves to death. And right now it's fall season over here in the States. So everybody's doing all of these outside fall sessions and burnout and just overworked. And I'm like, no, you don't have to do that. Like you can enjoy the ebbs and flows. You can actually sit back and let your business continue to bring in money and enjoy your life. And one of my new integrations is I want my business to fit into my life. Mm. I don't want to have to squeeze my life into my business. Mm. And that was such a shift. I love that so much. That's kind of like touches on something that I was riffing and ranting and raving on today in the Me Brand call. And it was all about like, the ability to create a business where you have the luxury to ebb and Mm -hmm. like having those savings there and like creating those savings and having the support structures. So it's not like sacrificing to have those savings. It's actually creating those support structures. And so for me, like after just like recently going through an ebb, for me really having the luxury to do so, like the luxury because of the savings and because my business is in such a great place, And because some of the things that I've put in place where I actual like technical things like funnels that have been fast tracking people into my world and people coming in, even though I'm not present, was not present as much as usual, my business was still growing and moving forward and people like getting to know me. And so it's like having those structures put up for that, because if we go around and we're like, oh, ebbs don't really happen to me. And anything other than flow is maybe I'm bad at manifesting and maybe I'm not just good at this versus just everything is cyclical, but we get to actually make parameters for that. Like actually have parameters to those times that you're going to heal and have your business be able to hold you while you're healing and ebbing and still be growing. Like your business can still grow while you're healing and ebbing and having those things in place. And I think for me, the only reason I was able to do that is because I accepted that that's a thing that happens that we're going to ebb. So what are your thoughts kind of like, because I know that you're like the frequency queen. What is your thoughts of like, if you're ebbing, what does that got to do? If, if you're on like the highest frequency, doesn't that mean that everything is just going to be flowy pretty much all the time? Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's not working. <laughs> so I feel like this is perfect because I truly believe September and October, I had to go through that m- massive mental ebb. Like the monetary part of it that I thought that's what it was about but it was more of the frequency of myself. And I really had to embody the, okay, I am not the highest frequency of love and light and success and just enchantment right now. But that doesn't mean my bank account can't be (laughs) like, I can still control my money frequency because, and this is where I got stuck. I was like, I am just going through some personal shadows right now. It's affecting my bank account. I'm blocking my own clients. And I did some really deep internal and I was like, that's not what I teach. That's not what I know to be true. Money is just energy and energy is an unlimited resource. 
So why don't I just shift and call in some more energy and some more money if that's what I desire? And what that meant was really digging into those shadows and doing the daily work and doing the dollar diaries and the journaling and just the crying, the release of moving the energy because it was stagnant. So we can sit in this stagnant frequency of wallowing, which I did, and I wallowed, or we can just acknowledge that there is a release that needs to be had. And the more you move that energy, the more you're bringing new energy in. So the more money you're circulating and you're flowing and it's a circulation, just like you said in one of our conversations, like it's not going anywhere. You're not spending money because the money that makes it sound like it's gone. It's always coming back to you. It's always circulating. So if you're vibrating super high frequency, like best day ever, yeah, that's fine. The next day can be worst day ever. And you can still come right back around to best day ever. It's all a cycle. And there's no end all be all. Your frequency is unlimited. Mm-hmm. Let's package that up. Let's put a bow in that. I love it. It's so good. I feel like that explains for everybody if they're ever going through an ebb. It's it's as in you will always go through an ebb. It's like it's inevitable. The last piece on this, I feel like I've always talked about in our launches, if we're launching a body of work that's really important to our soul, we're pretty much going to experience the opposite of whatever we're launching in the lead up. So did you find that? And like, I feel like our ego takes a big hit from that because it's like, this is my last work. Why am I dealing with this? I should be completely immune to this. I feel like we go through it. My vibe is we kind of like go through it so we get to ear to the ground and feeling what it feels like to not know what I know. Mm -hmm. And then I can teach from such a potent place from then because I'm like, whoa, I just remembered what that feels like to be there. How was that for you of like when you have a launch and you're experiencing the exact opposite of what you're teaching? How did you navigate that and the self-talk that goes along with that? And I think that's why I struggled so hard because everybody has joked that I am like a master manifester. Everything I say, like it happens easy, easy money, boom, money, frequency queen. Let's go. Like I've never had that super hardcore, like pull down of, I feel like I'm working really hard for this, which is what my clients say to me all of the time. They're like, Oh, I have to work hard to do this. I have to, you know, burn myself into my business. And I'm teaching the opposite of that. So how did I expect myself to teach that if I had not experienced it? So the universe was like, all right, buckle up. We're going on a ride and you're going to learn the exact steps that they're going to ask you in the next few months of like, Kira, what would you do? Well, I don't want to sit there and go, oh, I don't know. I've never had to do that. I don't know. I've never had to do that before. It's easy for me. So I really embodied everything that I had outlined on my sales page of what we're going to go through. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm going through first. Yes, I go first so you guys can follow. Whatever, like, oh, that is amazing. It's like everything on my sales page that I said, we're going to go through. Well, I went through it first. And it's almost like, I think sometimes it feels like this meta level. You're like, this isn't real because this isn't like mm-hmm. I've moved through this. And so it's such an interesting phenomenon, I feel like, with launching. And if we just knew that more often, 
we're able to actually navigate it from a completely different space. When you were talking, I was actually really super interested because who you're working with, you work with like boudoir photographers. Mm -hmm. Photography is a lot of work. So Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's a really interesting thing when you're working with like money frequency and you're like, you don't have to work hard. How do you like reconcile that? Because knowing like photography is so much hands-on, like I understand like kind of the gist of it, having been in the wedding makeup industry for so long, like knowing like, I'm done. I do their makeup and I'm gone. I'm at the door. And the photographer's like, she's just getting started taking photos of the makeup. And I know she's going to be there for weeks after editing photos. I'm like, that's and pretty much sometimes like some of them charge like the same as what I was charging. And I was like, I'm gone. Once I finish that last makeup, I'm out the door. Goodbye. Have the best day ever. See you later, Mm -hmm. alligator. So from your perspective, that must be really tricky with manifesting work. And then you've got to take so much action as a boudoir photographer. So how does that all reconcile and integrate? This is kind of how I came into being a money specialist is because it took me years, probably like, I don't know, I'd say I'm 10, 11 years into my photography business. And it took me a good five or six to charge my worth. So we Hmm. are now building the revolution of photographers who charge their worth and can create a life that they desire because they know that the more money they have, the more people they can impact for good. So the balancement of, yes, these sessions are very intensive. They're almost therapeutic because we're dealing with women And humans who want to achieve body acceptance, and a lot of the times they're at very vulnerable points in their life after trauma or life-changing situations or finding themselves after motherhood, that that's a lot of emotional toll that we have to take on ourselves as well. It's similar as wedding photographers and the physical toll on their body. Like we're carrying a lot of emotional labor and Mm. recognizing that it's okay to charge for your services. I find a lot of my healing clients struggle with this too. They're like, I don't want to charge for my gift, but you need to, but you're doing the world a better favor because when our clients invest in us, they're taking back their personal power of, I deserve this. I'm worthy of spending money. So to work in my studio, like the bare minimum is $4,800. So a woman is saying, I am worthy of $5,000 for this experience. Mm -hmm. And that is such a reclamation. Before they even step foot in the studio, they're already reclaiming their power and taking their worth. So what I'm doing is rising these other boudoir photographers and all of these other in the creative industry and saying, let's look at what you're doing on a deeper level and let's harmonize all of your money blocks that you've grown up with saying, you know, that's too expensive, money's evil, bad, whatever. Mm -hmm. And we shift all of that shit. And then we implement their new pricing. And then we send them on their way. So it's a beautiful mix of energetics, mindset, subconscious, but also strategy of like, let's set you up for success. That way you can take it into your own business and implement it. So it's balancement. Taking a while. Always, always balancement. I love that. And then in like the action part of it, because they have to take so much action, is there like, are they, because I, I know for me, because 
it's a little bit different. Like if you're a coach, it's kind of like you show up on social media and you do your work and then you do like you get your coaching clients and it's like you want to be leaning back and you don't want to be too much in the push energy because then that's going to ruin the manifestation. But then if they get a heap of jobs, if they, they get a heap of work, they're going to be working like really hard. They're going to be doing the editing of the videos or maybe they've got an edit of the photos or maybe they've got an editor. So I guess maybe it's the pricing that sort of like is like you rise the pricing because then it's reflective of the work you're actually doing. Exactly. So what I have found is when I put my studio minimum to 4,800, I'm taking on less clients, but I'm still delivering a higher quality of work. So you can work less and make more when you charge what you're worth. So you're not burning yourself out of, oh my gosh, I have another session. I have another session. I'm doing five sessions in a day. I only take one client a day, maybe like four a month now. And But you have the energy to when you feel like serving or you want to do something creative and fun, you can say, hey, I have an idea who wants to come do like a discounted free shoot or who would love to sponsor somebody who's going through a hard time. I'd love to do like a boudoir giveaway and bring in a woman who normally couldn't, you know, invest in herself or whatever. You have more freedom to impact others. So the action part of it is I've been the really, really low, like cheap $75. You get everything and do 20 sessions on a Christmas weekend. Insane, insane. That's great. So the more that you charge your worth, you get better quality clients who value you and they respect your time and your boundaries. And then you also have enough money to outsource all of the stuff that is not fun. So the editing, the ordering, the admin stuff, you can pay your studio manager to do. And you're supporting her life and her family. I get so excited to hire team members because I'm helping impact them now too. Mm, I, I feel like the team members is such an underrated thing of like, so many people walk around the internet like, I've got so much profit. I don't care about your numbers. Show me your profit. I'm like, I don't think it's something to boast about that you don't have help and then you're not employing other women or like mm-hmm. supporting other people. I feel like for me, that was definitely a point of like, I'm like, look at me go. I did it all myself. And I was really proud of that to a certain extent. And then it was like, well, now I'm having such a direct impact, not only on my client's life, but more specifically on my team's life, like directly like paying them directly and then them able to do a job that they love and me figuring out for them, like what's your zone of genius and figuring those pieces out for them. And I think it's such a beautiful thing for us to be able to do. And we really only can do that if we do raise our prices to a degree where we have those margins to be able to hire the team to help us out and then to do as much as possible that you don't want to be doing that kind of like drains the life out of you. And as a creative, how important is that of actually having that abundance mindset to a degree that like my creativity matters. And so for me specifically having a team, I've been able to get them. They do all of the admin, all of the things that are just like stab me in the fork with eye, like in my eyes with forks. I just cannot even do this. <laughs> like all the admin that I was doing before. And now I have a team to do that. And I have so much like creative rain. I have so much time to be creative. And I guess if they're charging more, they can get people to, maybe they don't want to edit, outsource the editing, but maybe it's like, I don't know, like what other things did they, like when they do hire help, what other things do they sort of hiring and then able to do more of themselves? 
so social media managers and not even yeah. like acting as them, but like yeah. moderating the group. So my boudoir group has 8,000 women in it. I do not have time to sit and babysit 8,000 women all day when I'm yeah. running two businesses. So social media management has been huge for a lot of my clients, even things like running packages to the UPS store. So having a studio manager to run all of your physical products because you're doing all of these sessions, which means you're getting all of these albums back in and just having somebody to unpack, do quality control, check that it's the right client and it's packaging back up in the right box, sending it out, all of the little things that are so boring and just makes me want to stab my eyes out. I'm like, no. And then just working our CRM to make sure she got a reminder email. She's set up on a prepayment plan. This invoice has been paid. They've got a consultation date. All of the little things, like you said, that that is not driving my creativity. And the more room that I have for creativity, the more magic that I can create, which helps other people create magic into their lives. So. Mm, that's priceless. Like literally when you said that about someone going to the UPS store, I'm like, that's priceless. So having somebody be able to do that, like I cannot do, I cannot do that. <laughs> that yeah. is amazing. All right, let's dive into your big dream. So what is the big, let's go with, first of all, the big dream that you've manifested at this point in your life. And then we'll go into like the big dreams that you're manifesting. So let's dive into that. What is the big dream really that you've manifested now? So when I joined figure seven in July, I wanted my coaching income to match or replace my photography studio income so that I could be home more with my daughter. She's 17 months now. So like toddler stage, very fast paced growing. And my husband's a stay at home dad. So he gets to witness. Yeah, right. He gets to witness all of the fun little moments and he's going to homeschool her. He used to be a teacher, but I retired him and it was a whole thing. So I wanted to be there. And by working the studio, I was gone. I was at the studio all day, you know, five hours a day doing those sessions, doing all of the work. And when I'm coaching, I can boxer my clients from the playroom. I can do that when we're at the playground outside. So that was my big dream. And I think it happened that same month that I was like, <laughs> I just smashed my income. And then it happened again. And then it happened again. And I was just like, okay, this is a pattern. It's happening. Like I'm making the same or more in coaching than I am in the studio this month. So that was really cool. Really. Wow. I love this, this big dream. And you kind of just threw in the little retired your husband vibe, that big dream. Can you tell us about that? Like how, what has been your biggest like learning from retiring your husband? So in 2020, he graduated university, was getting ready to like get his own classroom. And then the world shut down and something happened to where he didn't get the job. We got a call back on January 2nd. They had had somebody else who had experience or some, it was weird because he had met and we thought it was in the bag and we were like, what? So he didn't get it. And then in March we got put on lockdown of 2020 and we were like, why don't you just work for the studio? Like, why don't you just not ever go back? I was going to be hiring a studio manager 
like back-end systems person anyways that year. And instead, we just made the decision, like, you don't need to go out there and work in the school system. We can do this at home. Like, we can pull that income, your salary of what you would have made as a teacher, we can bring that in together from the studio. And I was just like, we're doing this. When I first met him, probably eight years ago, we were single, super young. I was like freshly 18. He was like, I'm just going to be a stay-at-home dad with no kids. And I was like, oh, so you're just going to sit at home and play games or what? And he was like, yeah, I'm just going to be a stay-at-home dad. We had no idea that that was like a literal manifestation. We have a daughter now, but he's now a stay-at-home dad and our back-end systems person for our studio. And I get to shoot photography and mentor other business owners. Oh my God, that Big Dreams manifestation is amazing. I love hearing stories like that. It's kind of like with ours, with travel, like my husband had always been like, let's go caravanning. Let's go. I'm like, I'm not caravanning ever. Mm-hmm. No, not for me. And then just like one day I get this epiphany. I'm like, let's get a caravan and travel around Australia. And he's like, I'm keen, but he's also like, I have been saying this for a long time. I'm like, no, you haven't. He's like, yes, I have a long time ago. Every time he's like, let's get a caravan. I'm like, no, I'm not getting a caravan. Ew. And then we end up traveling in a caravan for five years around Australia. (laughs) The irony. I love it. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. I love it. So what is, um, I want to dive into so many things, but (laughs) what is the big dream you have now? Like what's your big dream that you have now? Hmm. So I knew you were going to ask me this and I was like, <laughs> I, I, should, <laughs> I should have a specific answer. And there's so many, there's so many right now, but what I really want to focus, what I am focusing on is impact. So I feel like I can be doing even more, not, not doing more, but impacting even more on a larger level. So mm-hmm. showing my commitment, my inspired action has been showing up more for myself, for others to find me. And I have a specific like number in mind. I work really well, and you know this, with like number goals, like a big dream number goal, a big dream impact goal, a big dream like personal goal. Like we want to have this beautiful land. We want to own big spacious land that we can shoot all of these like family photo sessions and just run around wild and free and just like have our little hippie family out there. So that's kind of like a personal big dream. It's just land. Um, There's a big number that I have for like business bank account, which is a big dream that motivates me. But then the big dream is the impact of being able to shoot whatever I want in the studio casually, whenever I want to just artistic dreams. Like I have this idea and the mentoring business is helping so many women that I can just shoot whatever, whenever travel to, you know, whatever cool location in Italy or on a beach somewhere and create art and have the coaching business changing lives at like rapid speed. So I don't have a number of like how many clients that looks like or Mm. anything like that, but just being able to create an impact and change these others' women's lives while also living mine wild and carefree and spacious. 
I love it. That's perfect. I love it so much. It's so juicy. It's beautiful. I love the emphasis on the art because I so resonate with that. It's being able to put the art first and like that's what I love too about this right now is like with my business, it just feels like I get to just write and create whatever I want. And I have, and then I don't have to like do these launches. I can just like, I write and create. And if you resonate, you're going to find me and you're going to figure it out. You're going to figure out your own place to go and what you want to buy and what you want to be in. And I don't have to be a part of that, like holding hands process. I get to just mm-hmm. like go and do and be and create whatever I want to create and such like creative freedom. And I think that's what all of us as artists are looking for. And I think it's the, it's the essence of what makes art because anything other than that, where it becomes marketing, it's becomes like, mm-hmm. and especially when you've got to create a certain type of art for a certain purpose it's sort of boxed in as well. It's not as, you know, it's not creative expression and it's such a beautiful thing that we get to be paid for it anyway. So I love that so much. So, okay. On the internet, where, what's like the thing that you're vibing with most at the moment that you want to like break down for people? Like, what are you selling? What's your body of work that you would love to to come and check out and be in? Well, my trifecta is still living at the top of my page. So if they would love to experience their best month ever, and it's not specific to photographers, this is any creative entrepreneur I've had coaches, tattoo artists, stylists, like all of these different people come in and they're like, these synchronicities are all over. I can't stop thinking about it. So they can find my profile at Kira Jones. It's pinned to the top. It's a three day, big, beautiful, best month ever experience. And then our Instagram is the Kira Josette Collective. And I'm always just dropping fun things and stories there. I tend to hang out on Instagram stories a lot. So I love it. I love that. How perfect is that? I love having an expansion for people to get into the quickening. Mm-hmm. I love that you did one. I'm going to be talking about them in Launchology soon because everybody keeps on asking me how to do them. And I've had two clients do them specifically. So now I want to like teach everybody how to do one of these things that you can have. And it's just like, you can just go and get a crash course in Kiera, like go do that now. And you like resonate, let's go. And when you said who you work with, it really looks like the artists, the frequency of artistry. It's like working with artists and having them charge what they're worth and be able to rise up to the occasion and put a lot of emphasis on on making sure that you're charging adequately for your art and feeling free to express yourself and and create whatever you desire to create. So I love it. Thank you so much for being here. I love having you. you. This was so good. So fun. I love it. I feel like it was so good to even talk about the launch and there's so many gems in there for so many people about like holding the energy. It's something that for me, just watching it and witnessing it was such a joy because I, but also for me, it's like, it's an interesting thing because it's like, you know, that it's a test from the universe and it's like, some people do make it and some people don't and the real ones do and they ride it all the way through and then have a mastermind that's pretty much booked out. Like what even? I know. I'm so excited. So So good. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you guys in the next episode. I love you.